Hi everybody, I'm Jason Mangum. And I'm Mark Anderson. And this is another segment of World Impact News. We thank everybody for watching and that we know this is going to be not just informative, Mark, as we always say, it's not just for information, but that there will be an initiative to take action behind it. Very important that every single person gets involved. And so today the segment we bring to you is Faith and Freedom in Jeopardy. Mark, I never thought we would come to a, to a time in history, though, where pastors and others would be arrested for practicing their First Amendment rights. And so, and that's the tragedy of this all, where we see our freedom as well as our faith in jeopardy. Yeah, and the, the real double tragedy of it is that the First Amendment is a remedy to what's going on. It is not against the state. Our state officials take an oath to the very same Constitution and First Amendment that we're talking about. We're all in this together, but state officials under fear and under duress and sometimes under tyrannical tendencies, whether they fully realize it or not, are twisting our constitutional order on its head and thereby tearing asunder what we actually need to correct the problem, to remedy the unrest and anxiety in, in our civilization in, in the, and in our country. Exactly. And so in light of what we're seeing going on with the coronavirus and uh, this, this so-called pandemic, and so we probably won't get too much into the numbers, but we're really going to focus today, Mark, on faith and freedom and how they're really in jeopardy now. It's unprecedented times we're living in. I don't think it's a society that we would have ever come to this, but it sure looks way different than the way we grew up. It sure does. A friend of mine out west in California said, and he just made this offhand remark, it's under communism where the first things they shut down are the churches. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean that we're under communism in the explicit sense, but one of the main bulwarks, Jason, against communism is the Bill of Rights or anything like communism, <clears throat> and the First Amendment, the first of the amendments, is critical. And let's, we'll be seeing this on the screen now. Let's see what it says. Let's see what the whole amendment says. Because the liberal media, the internationalist, transnationalist media, the secular humanist movement, and so on, only talk about the Establishment Clause. Let's read the whole thing, shall we, as Americans. Here we go. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, they always cut you off there, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, there's a lot there. As I said, the... the media establishment, the media mafia, the mass media cartel, as we call them, Jason, <clears throat> wants to tell us that all we really need to worry about, other than a little bit about the freedom of press and speech, they'll give that lip service. All we need to really worry about is that we should not have an establishment of religion. But it's been made clear by David Barton and a number of Christian writers and many others across the spectrum over the years Joe Sobrin, the late Joe Sobrin, a great columnist, that the idea behind America was that there would be a symphony of church and state. 
that the moral input of the church would help direct and tame the tyrannical tendencies of the state. In other words, religious ideas, specifically Christian in America's case, would permeate all matters of our organic life. In God we trust is on our money, not by happenstance, but there's a purpose there. And everything we do would in some way be informed or inspired or moderated by moral precepts that come from our Christian religion. All the establishment of religion met, and Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, all that met was there would not be Vatican rule or any denomination, Protestant or Catholic, that would be the predominant religious authority like the Church of England is to this day. We separated from England. We didn't want a state church like England has. And so we here have freedom of religion. We can go whatever direction we want. And that is all that means. Therefore, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, the, the, the liberal establishment that has no problem talking about the Establishment Clause suddenly cuts us off at the knees because in trying to say that we have uh, no right to have religion in our uh, governmental affairs, in trying to say that there's this separation of church and state, which is a myth, in trying to say that, they automatically prohibit the free exercise thereof. So Roy Moore, the Alabama judge, they claim is actually breaking the First Amendment, running afoul of the First Amendment under this mythical Establishment Clause when he had the Ten Commandments on the grounds of the Alabama courts. But in fact, he was abiding by the First Amendment because having him remove that Ten Ten Commandments uh, statue prohibited his free exercise thereof. That's right. So this is the, the mythical, completely illogical and incorrect and fraudulent way that our press and many in our governments at different levels will interpret the First Amendment. They say there's a separation of church and state. No, we're supposed to have a symphony of church and state. Just as long as we don't have one dominant denomination like the Church of England, which we don't, so the rest is we should not have our free exercise of religion abridged nor our freedom of speech or press abridged, obviously, nor should we have the right of the people to peaceably assemble abridged. But all of that under the coronavirus melu, under that context, is being abridged across the board. We have a media monopoly that gives us one set of data and only one interpretation of the data about coronavirus. We have the churches shutting down even before they were explicitly required to, both Catholic and Protestant. And across the board, uh, any kind of assembly, worship or otherwise, is basically prohibited, at at least anything more than 10 people in the United States and most of the 50 states. So you see how the First Amendment, which many of us have never read and interpreted in in its entirety, we've had this trimmed down version that the establishment has given us. We can see how the First Amendment, if fully exercised, would give us our democratic rights back because we could have town hall assemblies and talk about our grievances. 
It would give us our worship rights back because we'd have that assembly, that type of assembly, and we'd be able to express the godly principles that define us as a people and give us confidence about the future. We'd be able to talk about our grievances about government. They've overstepped their bounds. They've shut down the economy and our assembly rights, and that's hurting the people uh, in, in the civic sense. It's hurting them in the religious sense. It's hurting them in the, in the emotional and moral, moral sense. And yes, being cooped up in our homes can have a negative effect on our psyches and our emotional health and our physical health and actually make us more prone to illness. But that's suffice to say, Jason, for my part of this, this news report and this overview of the First Amendment. And I wanted to bring that out today on the 10th of April, 2020, to lay the cornerstone for some important news you have and updates about actual real-time examples of uh, religious assembly and our basic First Amendment rights being trampled upon, and particularly in the state of Florida. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we know, and it's been on the news. You could see it, and I think very unfairly being reported, not factual, based upon information that I know and privy to, but... You see a pastor of a very large church in Tampa, Florida, being arrested. Um, And so we'll probably not get into too many of the details right now, but I know there is a legal case going on. But it has gotten to the point, America, where it's almost as if these very freedoms, and, and it was so profoundly the way you put it, I know you quoted, about a symphony. It's everybody working together. You see, it's not like the Church of America. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about America being made up of the church, of people. The church in America. Exactly, the church in America. Not like there is the Church of England. It's not the Church of America. It's America being made up of the church. It's it's in the very fabric, the very foundation of the Christian principles and things that this nation was founded upon. And those are the rights and those are the things that are being jeopardized. And the problem is if you don't exercise those rights. You see, and that's the problem here, is you have pastors being threatened, being arrested, being, I mean, being refused to go in to certain places. And we have a video clip we're going to share with you about a pastor who went to to actually... Uh, there, somebody was in the hospital and he was there to perform the last rites and was prevented from seeing a dying from seeing person. A dying person who requested him to come. His family couldn't even go in. One time the daughter could go in to see. So you could see it's, I mean, we, we call it jeopardized, but you could see it where they're being denied. And so it's almost. What we see in America happening is if there are pastors and priests and others that are complacent, everything is fine. But those that say, I'm going to exercise my First Amendment rights, which we've outlined, are the ones that are now being retaliated against, that are being, you know, maybe retaliation's not a good word, but they're being falsely accused of doing things against the Constitution. And I want you, America, to remember, every single law enforcement officer, they, they take an oath to uphold, to protect, and to defend 
the Constitution of the United States of America. And here they are now enforcing these mayors where they're coming in with orders, you know, county judges coming in with these different orders and instructions that go very contrary to our constitutional rights or even state rights. So Very much so. And I would simply add that if if they want to close down our Constitution, starting with the Bill of Rights, which is really the anchor of the Bill of Rights, they need to tell us. They need to be frank and level with us and just say, we are suspending the Constitution. Don't do it on the sly. Don't do it virtually. Don't do it indirectly. Tell us. If you're shutting it down, say so. Man up and stand up and tell us. If that's what you're doing, let's be frank about it. Just saying. Yeah. No, and that's why I believe that you see these different pastors because obviously we have a well-known pastor in Florida, in Tampa, Florida, but what about all the others? I mean, I, I know pastors that are in Massachusetts or in Baltimore or in other places where they're literally having state patrol come in and disrupt the service and arrest people or where you have a parking lot with Congregants sitting in a parking lot, listening over the radio, in their own cars. Even some of them actually get there and get into the passenger seat and sit there and listen over the radio to a sermon. And the police come up and they actually say, give give me your ID. And they say, because you're sitting in the car, give me your ID. You have to give me your ID. And they write them out. $500, $1,000 citations for sitting in their car on church property, which is private property, and listen to a sermon. So it's a, a direct attack against faith and freedom and our First Amendment rights. And so, you know, that's where I believe, you know, and what we want to do here too, Mark, is to force a national debate on this very subject. We need to get it out in the open. And just like what Mark was saying, look, if the government, if that's what you're saying, you're going to take our constitutional rights, you're suspending them, then let us know so we know how to respond. But I I will say this. Isn't it time for us to act more like the Duke brothers on Dukes of Hazard, especially since our local law enforcement, our local government uh, institutions are acting and being like Boss Hogg and Sheriff Roscoe Pico train. Interesting metaphor, yeah. And before before we forget, we'll show that clip of one of the Florida ministers and his plight in trying to see a dying uh, person, someone very special. And so here's that clip now. Hey everybody, it's Pastor Eric here. I'm at a hospital. One of our members' mother has been in the hospital for a couple months. It's not from COVID-19. And they decided to pull the plug today and she's going to go and be with Jesus. And the hospital has not even let her in to see her mom over this period of time, except one day, which was this last Sunday. And uh, we thought it was all approved that I could come in and do last rites. So I came here with my mask and Bible ready to pray over her mom because they're pulling the plug today. But, you know, I get here and they're not allowing me in. They're not allowing anybody in. So I just want to say how terrible this is. We have people dying. And once again, this is not from COVID-19. From what I understand, there's not one case of COVID-19 in this hospital. But I couldn't even go in as a pastor 
to pray over a river member's mom that is about to transition over. I can't help but to think how many people are going through terrible times like this with friends and relatives in the hospital, whether from COVID-19 or many other things. Most of the hospitals that I'm talking to and the people I'm seeing, there's very few COVID-19 cases in them at all. But here I am ready to pray and go in and pray over her mom and anoint her and commit the body to, to the grave as she passes over. And I can't even do that. So I just want to say this is an outrage. I mean, pastors, ministers are locked out of hospitals. We can't even pray for people anymore in the hospitals. Family members are going through hell. And anyways, I just wanted to tell you what's happening right here in Tampa, Florida. And anyways, we're praying for her. We know her mom is going to be dancing on streets of gold and she's going to be saying don't cry for me because she's a believer but still it's really really tough on the family so anyways eric signing off from tampa florida boy that's a pretty profound thing to hear isn't it shocking it really is it really is you know and that's the thing about it is think of all of the people that are hurting think of the look i'll i'll just point out some facts think about what the isolation is doing to people with that or maybe who were once alcoholics or drug users where now they're going to slip right back into it because one of the biggest things, Mark, to trigger an, an alcoholic is, a, is the alone time. It's that isolation. You know, there's so, I mean, there's that side of it. I, I, I just wanted to point out that, you know, what's this the worst thing you can do to somebody that, I mean, think of all the suicidal people that are now alone and have no help. Think about people that are in depression. Think about, and guess what? The church can't even be there to encourage them. The church can't even go to their home and pray with them. When we have that freedom to to exercise those religious beliefs, because it's not just the pastor trying to force something, it's not any of that, and and the, and, but it's the needs of the people. Yeah, the pastor needs to be able to provide solace and comfort for the newly unemployed, for those that didn't just lose a job temporarily, but may have lost a business or a job permanently. Right. Regardless of whether they have had drug or alcohol problems, which only exacerbates the situation. But um, yes, and the the other minister besides the one we just heard that couldn't see a um, dear dying person, someone very special. Uh, to, to be explicit, was arrested for trying to have a large religious uh, Christian service, correct? That, that's, that's right. That's what happened. Yeah, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown of the River at Tampa Bay Church, which is a very large church in Tampa, Florida. And uh, we'll bring more details but about that, but really he had a service and ended up then being arrested. But the reality is when you have local law enforcement, he was in communications with the sheriff's department and the sheriff's department actually told him on, I think it was on Thursday or Friday before the service that he could have the service. So he goes ahead, putting everything in place, social distancing. I mean, even had two off-duty sheriff officers in full uniform there at the service who were then pulled a little bit later, but they had uh, gloves for every single staff member. They had hand sanitizer, they did social distancing, so they had a, a way fewer crowd, obviously because of the, of the restrictions, they spread people out in different, even with video uh, rooms where they have a big TV, and so, 
as a, as a matter of fact, they put in a $100,000 microbial system to actually get, and which gets out any kind of toxin or anything that might be harmful. So it actually cleans the air. Um, so they went way and above, and now you see this attack that's happening on him. And so it's just terrible of the faith and freedom that is really has been jeopardized because... Uh, and uh, so we hope to do some more reporting on that, though, because the county of Hillsborough County, that's the county they live in, actually voted right after that and reversed it. They reversed everything. And so thank God for the different individuals in the realm of politics. So it's accurate to say that there's a little bit of a victory there, that there's a little more room to assemble and worship now. Am I following you correctly? There is. That's great to hear. Yes. You'll see, ladies and gentlemen, the importance of pushing back with principle, peaceably, exercising the First Amendment that's f- forming the cornerstone of today's broadcast here on April 10th. This is the thing. Our Constitution and the freedom it provides is an antidote not only to hysteria, but to moral and physical illness. One thing we've got to, as we wrap up today's show, one thing we've got to keep in mind, Jason, is freedom and good health are not polar opposites. They're synonymous. The exercise of our freedom is not a rebellion against the healthcare system. It, the, the exercise of our freedom is needed to temper the excesses of government to where we get more opinions and more data and we exercise the spiritual and moral and civic affairs that we need to exercise that make society better, that give us solidarity and concord and a sense of purpose and a sense of prosperity and a, and a forward-looking people to where we can solve our problems. Freedom is an indispensable ingredient in protecting our health spiritually, morally, and physically it is not an aberrant. It is not a rebellion. It is a necessary ingredient. When you take freedom away, you harm society in more ways than just physically. Right. They are hand in hand. That and is why we celebrate and exercise the First Amendment today. Yeah, and they're doing it under the context of safety when even in our own county, as many counties, they have zero people infected, zero deaths as they put these things into place. So there's a lot of the scare and the fear mongering that goes into this. But, you know, at least in the Hillsborough County situation with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, I believe that the county as well as the city, and I want to point this out, actually got an attorney involved. They got somebody that would actually look at the Constitution. And that's the other side of it is every single city, every single governing office, no matter be a county, a city, wherever, is actually doing things constitutionally at the same time. We want every single person protected. They are precious. But at the same time, we must protect our constitutional rights. You can't just throw out the baby, the baby with the bathwater. Bath yeah, the old proverbial saying. You have it, to be able, and so that's really important. But, you know, but on the other side of it, Mark, just kind of as we wrap this segment up is, you know, there's such an attack on the church. And there's even to a, to a point here, I mentioned to you it earlier, is there's an old, uh, usually when you're in Sunday school, I remember in Sunday school, there's this old, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, there's all the people. And so when the kids do it and they sign it out. It's time immemorial, right. Time immemorial. I mean, that's a great, great thing I remember and a tradition you would kind of do. But 
Now you could see such an attack mark that has gotten to where there are people out there now saying, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, and you make the people lethal. Yeah. And see, and that's that's just outlandish, and that is wrong. It, um, it really on is attack on so many levels. And it's part of this hysteria that automatically comes up when you have selective and bad data used by the media. The governments respond to that bad data. Uh, even the CDC providing flimsy, limited data that, that is not complete. Without getting into that for today's show, all of that builds hysteria. We need our freedoms, our First Amendment, again, to temper that and to bring freedom of thought, freedom of speech different views about medical modalities, different different modalities in general, so we get a better idea of what our immunity is about, what the virus is about, and not just have a dictated narrative from the top down where we're given limited data. That gives birth to hysteria and stress and actually makes us more prone to not just illness but to civil discord. Right, and then obviously you see the overreach that happens when I just saw a video of a pastor, uh, minister, where the actual law enforcement shows up, and I mean not just one or two cars, it looked like a whole fleet of law, uh, law, uh, law enforcement show up at his church and tell him he has no rights. Well, you get an uh, uh, order from the government, yeah. no, no rights are suspended. No, the government, yeah. our right don't come from authority. It comes from the Bible. So the authority does not have the, the right over the, the Constitution. We're talking about the Constitution law, the first, second amendment, the U.S. Constitution that was given to us by our forefather. Pre- Tate Reed can't give it, take it away. Mayor Eric Simmons can't take it away, nor the police officer. It, can be it can't. Not a military, that's a military law. No, it can't. The police officer told me I, I, my rights can be taken away from me. That was the police told me. He said my rights can be taken away. This at a church. And y'all trying to tell me that our rights ain't trying to be taken away from us? Look at this. Every officer on duty is at the church house. Look at this. We had 20 police cars come to the church on the church property trying to tell us we can't have service. If y'all don't wake up, America, the police told me our freedom can be revoked. He said he don't care what the Constitution say. He don't care about the First and Second Amendment. I'm talking when you say you don't care about what the Constitution say, you are violating the, the, the law of the land yourself. Yeah, so maybe they were more explicit about it. Like we said, if if we have no rights, kindly inform us, and then we know where we stand, unpleasant though it may be. Exactly. But I think that this sums it up pretty well. We yes. The First Amendment is indispensable, ladies and gentlemen, and we, we need to read the whole thing, interpret it correctly, and apply it. That's what World Impact News is all about. And check out our new website that Jason did a great job putting together, worldimpactnews.net. Check it out. Awesome. Lots of good stuff. Well, thank you for watching, everybody. That's right. You can go to our our website as well as our podcast. Listen to those. But again, I'm Jason Mangum. And I'm Mark Anderson. God bless. 